Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we take a slow walk through Psalm 23, David's Good Shepherd Psalm, we want to see the blessings that are ours in these beautiful words of Psalm 23. Last week, we had a chance to see that because the Lord is our shepherd, we lack nothing. We can have contentment in our Good Shepherd. Today, we want to see the comfort that is ours through Jesus. We're going to focus on these two verses from Psalm 23 this morning, verses 2 and 3. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. I'm going to guess that most of you have had a similar experience. You get a letter in the mail, and as you look at the letter, you look at the return address in the upper left-hand corner, and you maybe just for a second wonder, why would that person or that group be writing me a letter. That happened to me just this past week. I got a letter from a sorority here on campus. I'm pretty sure they weren't interested in having me rush. But I wondered, why are they sending me a letter? I thought maybe my daughter was going to enter a sorority that I wasn't aware of and they needed some information. I wasn't sure. Well, I opened the letter. Maybe you can guess what it was about from the picture on the screen. Yep, they were offering me a chance to purchase through them these comfort boxes, right? I can buy a box of goodies for my student so that when exam week comes, they can feel comfort and at peace with some of the favorite things that they will receive in the box. Maybe you're aware that this is kind of a big thing these days. You can get comfort boxes that have almost anything in them, candles and goodies, all kinds of stuff, right? And I thought as I thought about all of the different shapes and sizes that those boxes might come in and all of the different things that might be in them, they really have only one purpose, right? And that's to make the person who receives them feel comfort and peace and happiness. Maybe there's a spiritual metaphor there. That's what I thought about as I thought about that letter that came to me this week. Life is kind of like that for us, isn't it? Don't we go after box after box, opening this proverbial boxes to look for something, anything that might give us a little bit of comfort in this life, something that might make us feel better, something that takes away the frustration, the sorrow, the pain, the things that we go through in this life. And then I remembered The things that we look for, the things that we find in those boxes don't last, do they? There's so many things in this world that can give us temporary happiness, temporary comfort, but it won't last forever. As good as a Reese's peanut butter cup is, it can only give me satisfaction for so long. That's what makes the words of Psalm 23 that we're going to look at today so meaningful. Because David is directing us to comfort and not comfort that lasts for only a short time, but comfort that is forever. Eternal comfort from our good shepherd. So that's the truth we want to take from these two verses today, that our good shepherd Jesus is our comfort. And as David lays it out for us, we'll see that first of all, he tends to our needs. And then secondly, he restores our souls. David starts these verses with the phrase, he makes me lie down. If you know a shepherd or if you've ever talked to a shepherd, the shepherd would tell you that that is not a favorite place for sheep to be. They don't lie down very easily. In his book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, a shepherd who wrote it named Phil Keller 
tells us about the four factors that have to be in place before sheep will even think about lying down. First of all, there has to be no agitation, right? They can't have parasites or flies or gnats that are bugging them. There can't be any danger to the flock. You maybe have even seen how aware sheep are of what's going on around them. If they sense any kind of danger, they will not go down to the ground. There can't be any tension within the flock. They can't have problems with other sheep in the flock. And he says their bellies have to be full. They have to be well fed. Only then will sheep lie down. You see, a shepherd's job is a lot more, isn't it, than just food and water for his sheep? While that's important to lead them to pastures and to quiet waters, it isn't the only thing a shepherd provides. A good shepherd knows that he needs to make his sheep feel comfortable, to bring satisfaction, to protect them from all of their enemies, to make sure their physical needs are met. See, it's Green pastures and quiet waters, that's not something that sheep, if left to their own devices, would be able to find. They need a good shepherd who will lead them to those things. A good shepherd is tending, constantly tending to the needs of his sheep so that they feel peace and comfort in his presence. What a beautiful picture. Can you almost see David's mind working, the shepherd's mind working as he, as he writes the words of this psalm to say, that's our God. That's what our God does. He satisfies us. He protects us. He watches over us. He feeds us. He nourishes us. He tends to all of our needs. And it's not just our physical needs, is it? It's the spiritual needs that our God tends to as well. The Bible often uses the picture of drinking water as a picture of spiritual blessings, of the life that Jesus gives. God wants us to drink in be drinking in that spiritual water that he provides. Listen to this invitation of Jesus from John chapter 7. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. It's Jesus who satisfies, who quenches our spiritual thirst. It's Jesus who reminds us that, that his life was given for ours so that we have peace and comfort before God. See, sheep are comfortable when they're certain of their position in the flock. When, when sheep can follow their good shepherd and know that he has their best interests in mind, that he is leading them to the things that they need, whether it's food or water or safety, then they can rest. Then they will lie down and rest. And the same is true for you and me. Our good shepherd calls you and me his sheep, his brothers and sisters, his people, God's children. That's what we are. We can be certain of our position because God tells us through the blood that Jesus shed, through the shepherd giving up his life for the sheep, we stand before God fully forgiven, absolved of sin, and heirs of an eternal life with him. It's not just that we know who our good shepherd is. That's a huge blessing. But our good shepherd knows us. He knows exactly what we go through. He knows exactly what we need. And he continues to tend to those needs. The next thing that David says in the psalm is that he refreshes our souls. It's a neat picture in that word refresh or restore. And I wonder if David wasn't thinking about the trouble that sheep can get themselves in from time to time. 
they do love to wander, as we probably know. And one of the troubles that sheep can get themselves in from time to time is, well, exactly what's on the picture up there. They can get themselves flipped upside down. Shepherds know there's a special name for that. It's to be cast or to cast down. And when a sheep flips itself over on its back, you probably are pretty aware just by looking at the picture that it's not too likely that they're going to be able to get back on their feet. As a matter of fact, if it weren't for an alert shepherd who would see that his sheep was in deep trouble, that sheep would ultimately die if it was flipped over on its back. Again, we're no strangers to understanding the spiritual picture. We said it in the confession of sins. All we like sheep have gone astray. We know that as God's people, we too are prone to stray. We wander. We need someone or something to call us back. We stumble on our path far more than we care to admit as we seek after our own green pastures and quiet waters. Maybe as we hear these words of the Apostle Paul that the good that that we want to do, we don't do. It's the evil that we don't want to do that we keep on doing. We we, we can relate to that being upside down. It feels like our lives are out of balance. How can we possibly stand before God when we can't get it right? Does God care? Does he look out for us? Is he worried that we might flip over on our backs? Well, that's the picture of restoring or refreshing our souls. Our good shepherd knows when we're cast down. He knows what we need. And in Jesus, he provides it. Think about Jesus' parable of the lost sheep. Do you remember that parable? Shepherd had a hundred sheep. One wandered away. He left the 99 to go after that one sheep, pursued it, made sure that it was safe, brought it back to the fold, and then there was much rejoicing. That's the picture of this word, restores or refreshes our soul. The Hebrew root of that word is shuv, and the word in its base meaning is to turn, to turn away, to turn back. That's the idea, to return, the whole picture of that word. Think about how interesting that word is. Would you be surprised to know that that is the word that's used most often in the Old Testament for the word repent? That's what the word repent means, to turn around, to turn away from sin, to turn back to our Savior. And guess who accomplishes that? He restores my soul, David says. It's Jesus who repents us. It's Jesus who turns us around. It's Jesus who comes back for us and turns us back to the flock. It's Jesus who brings us back when we've wandered away. Aren't those beautiful pictures for what our Savior does? That he doesn't leave us off on our own? That he doesn't just say, well, they love to wander. I guess I'll just let them go. No. Jesus restores. He refreshes our souls. That's what our good shepherd does. See, the comfort that God wants you to have above all else with Jesus as your good shepherd is simply this. Your soul, your soul is right with God. Your soul is right with God because Jesus took your place. When he laid down his life for the sheep, God said to you and me, you are not guilty. You are my sheep, members of my flock, and you will have perfect pastures in heaven. That same word, that idea of Repenting of turning around appears often in the Old Testament. Here's how how God talks about it in Jeremiah chapter 50. I will bring back, shuv, Israel to their own pasture 
And then in Lamentations chapter 5, restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Twice in that verse, that word shuv is used as David uses it here. He restores our souls. That's what our good shepherd does. Brings us back when we've wandered, repents us, and leads us to the life with him forever. Some takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, Jesus takes away our fear because he is always nearby providing for our needs. He gently guides us to those green pastures and quiet waters. Number two, our position in the flock is certain because the shepherd knows us. That's our comfort. Our shepherd knows what we need. He knows exactly where you are in your life and he knows how to provide what you need. Finally, number three, when we wander, Jesus brings us back and restores our souls. Yes, Jesus repents us and leads us back to the fold. I love this picture. Isn't it a comforting picture? Jesus with the lamb on his shoulders, carrying the lamb to where it needs to go. It's a beautiful picture because it's exactly what we need too. See, lost sheep don't bring themselves back home. The shepherd does. And that's what exactly what our good shepherd does for us. That's the comfort that we have today is that Jesus not only tends to our needs, but he restores us. He restores and refreshes our souls. The comfort that Jesus brings is greater than anything that can be found in a box and it lasts forever. That's right, your shepherd is leading you to the perfect pastures of eternity with him. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.